All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A tremendous Tuesday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live. Oilers Nation YouTube. As always, presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Where, hey, tonight, Lotto Max. Ooh, nice cool 20 sheets for you. If you like, because of course you can do a single game betting. You can do casino, do whatever you like. But uh, 25 million for Lotto Max tonight, December 5th. Good luck at Play. Alberta.ca. I am Jason Greger. He is Connor Halley. And man, there is lots to discuss on the show today. Uh, Philip Broberg, this is, I don't think anybody can be shocked by this, but uh, Philip Broberg has, and his agent have been granted permission to uh, seek a trade. Now, the orders aren't going to trade Broberg for a draft pick. I'll tell you that right now. All right, he's still a young defenseman. Who uh, you know is a tenth overall pick. Now he, he probably doesn't have a you know that type of va- eighth. Actually, was he eighth? Yeah, eighth. Um, Bouchard was tenth, and so he doesn't have that value. But there's a long, long list of young defensemen that organizations move on and play very well elsewhere. You really don't know what Philip Broberg is because he really hasn't played enough. At the NHL level for anybody, I think you can, we could all prognosticate and guess what we think he is. I don't think anybody knows at this point. Some would say, Oh, he's never going to play in the NHL. Eh, maybe I think he's an NHL player. Now, how high up the lineup? How much offense? Way too early to say. Honestly, you can go back. You look at the history 
of young defense. Now there's some elite guys, Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes, a few others that come in and boom, they're great right away. But lots of others take some time before they become the defense that you think they're going to be. So I wouldn't, uh, I can't sit here and say honestly that I know what Philip Broberg's going to be. If I, if I had to make a, a projection, do I see him as a top pair guy who's going to run a first unit power play? No. Uh, I see him as someone who can who can kill penalties. I still think he's got to get a little bit stronger, to be honest. I still think that's an element of his game that needs to improve. And that's something, you know what? That's just a simple commitment. Lots of guys can get stronger. He can skate very well. I think he moves the puck well. I think when Philip Broberg gets a little bit stronger, he's going to be a more impactful player, whether it's in Edmonton or another NHL team. But the orders... I think they'd be very hesitant. You're, like Philip Broberg, to me, still is a good trade chip. If I'm trading Philip Broberg, I'm doing it because I'm getting something good in return. Otherwise, I can send him the minors, let him play a lot, probably maybe wait for an injury, and then slot him in and have a top six and not be searching for someone. That would be my plan. Like uh, As much as, yeah, the player would like an opportunity, I totally understand that. I can respect it. But it's not the Edmonton orders don't have to just appease him and make a trade just for the sake of getting rid of them. That doesn't do their organization any good. I would uh, I would strongly advise against it if I was being honest. I don't see uh, any reason why you would uh, you would rush to trade Philip Broberg and just give him away. Now, if there's a good trade out there, 100 percent, you make the trade all day long. But it's got to be one to me that makes sense for the Edmonton orders. Otherwise, don't do it. You'll just regret it. You'll regret it. Ah, I don't think Broberg's very good. And then for it's easy for media or fans to say, ah, I don't think he's very good. What happens if he turns out to be good? He's well, it was wrong. <laughs> Yippee. For an organization, there's lots on the line. Might get fired. So it's it's easy to say, oh, I think he's a bust. Sure. But I think it's a tad premature simply because he hasn't played very much. Right. So uh we'll get into that. Uh, also, uh Patrick Kane will not be making his debut. Tonight, uh, it'll wait a few days for the Detroit Red Wings. Kale McCarr also will miss another game uh, out due to injury. There is, a, at least on paper, a, a few potential mismatches in the uh, in the NHL tonight. We'll get to some of those games. Uh, the Rangers, can Ottawa wake up? Jeez, they're, uh, they're on pretty thin ice. The uh, surging LA Kings will look for their 10th consecutive road victory to start the season. Whew. They have been dynamite on the road this year. You're like, really, you can't get much better than that. Right? So um, we will see uh, what they do. If you look at, um, at just like their streak, it's one of the best streaks going, right? So uh, we will see. The, uh, the longest uh, winning, uh, the, the longest road winning streak from the start of the season is 10 games. Set by the 2006-2007 Buffalo Sabres. The Kings are tied with the Devils of 2009-10 at 9. So they can tie the NHL record. But you don't see this very often. 10-game road winning streak to start the season for the Los Angeles Kings. So, see if they can do it. Uh, Also today, month of giving. Continues on. And uh, we have a wonderful package. A uh, big thanks to uh, Ramona again yesterday for uh, for her great bid. Uh, today, now this package is, 
This is un- I can tell you from first because I have this on my house. We have uh, Astoria Lighting. It's the uh, home lighting package where they come, they install it uh, right in the uh, on the front. Fa- they install it in your house, up in your in your fascia, and so you never have to worry about Christmas lights ever again. It's phenomenal. And it's all set up. Uh, it's cloud enabled. You control it from anywhere on your Apple or Android device, right? Uh, you can create your own patterns. They have the true warm white for some people because you can't really get those in the bulbs. There's basically limitless patterns and, and colors, um, custom architectural, individually um, addressable lights. It's year round permanent LED lighting. The great part is you probably don't have to replace the bulbs. And when they do, it's pretty simple. It's one little one, minor. Had ours now for four years, never replaced one. And uh, I'm not expecting to for quite a while. It's great. Never have to get on the ladder on the roof again. Never have to worry about it dangling down, looking terrible, being uneven. Oh, look, there's another bulb that bro burnt out. None of that. And so they have offered this package for front face of your home for up to 250 feet. Now, I'll post you a picture of how much 250 feet is. Uh, you know, basically, uh, any bungalow front facing, trust me, it's covering more than enough. Even if you have a two-story home, I can show you pictures of how much 250 feet is. It's a lot, right? It is a lot, trust me. Unless you have, like, a mansion on your front facing, this will uh, more than cover it. Uh, all for a story lighting. We're helping out Santa's Anonymous today. You know the deal. If you want to bid, 833-401-1440. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. That's where you can text in or call. It's the same number, either one. Text or call. And uh, you can make a bid. Call. Connor will be uh, monitoring the uh, text line, as will I. And uh, away we go. And uh, this is a this is an awesome package. I'm telling you. It's a game changer for you. You can have lights all the time. You can just use pot lights if you want. You can make it like every eighth bulb is a pot light. It looks awesome. So your house is lit up for special occasions. When it's your kid's birthday, they want a certain color. It's awesome. So uh, Dave is in. It uh, opens it up at, at a thousand bucks. So uh, I'm sure we'll go up from there. We always uh, we always get face value. Uh, on these things are very close to it anyway. So this is an unreal package. So check it out. 833-401-1440. We got a fantastic lineup. The con man, Brad Slater, they are killing it. We will hear from the head coach, Rod Brindamore of the Carolina Hurricanes coming up in our number one. Sean Brown will be by uh, Dave McCarthy, our regular guest. Also, Christoph Oliwa. Now he's on before Struddy. So Struddy might be a real nervous when he gets on. Uh, I remember Struddy talking about one of the most terrifying days of his life is when he fought Christoph Oliwa. And he actually did okay in the first one. And then Oliwa was barking out in the penalty box. We're going again. <laughs> so, uh, Christoph Oliwa will join us at four o'clock. We got spec, uh, DVD. Of course, uh, lots of your texts. As well, our Jiffy Lube inbox. So uh, we'll take a quick break because we want to get to uh, Rod Brindamore. We're also going to hear from Darnell Nurse, uh, Vincent DeHarnay, as well on a loaded, loaded Tuesday edition of The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 2.15, how are you? Welcome back, Jason Gregor, Connor Halley. We uh, Joe came in at uh, 1100 and... Uh, now we are, Ryan was at uh, 1,500, and uh, who is it? We are, it's up to 2,200 cons. Who has 22? Dale? I think it's Dale. So Dale has. Schaefer. Schaefer. All Schaefer, right. Schaefer, yeah. Schaefer. Sorry, Dale had 19. My bad. And uh, so Schaefer's up to uh, 22. So there, we're off and rolling. Uh, got a little segment. Uh, this, people always wonder, well, what's it valued at? Well, you can go online. You can look, but I can, I can save you the time. It's, uh, the, well, 
if uh, if you have the 250 feet available, well, then it's uh, it's valued uh, close to uh, 6,000, right? And so you always like, now nah, maybe you have a little bit smaller house. Well, then, uh, you know, you'll be wanting to get a little cheaper. Now, of course, it's all for uh, Santa's Anonymous, too. So just uh, we'd like to give you a ballpark figure. So there you go. Currently at uh, 2200 for Schaefer. Now, uh, we are going to hear from uh, Rod Brindamore here coming up. Uh, he's just waiting until he gets off the ice. So, uh, might be this segment, might be next, can't guarantee, but it's going to be one of the two here in the first hour of the show. But uh, while we wait for him, we'll get to the oil report brought to you by Volvo Cars, Edmonton.com, Canada's number one Volvo dealership for 12 years running. They have uh, been very successful. They want to thank all of you for the uh, continued support, especially they just wrapped up a very successful uh, month of November and uh, wishing you and yours all the best this holiday season, Volvo Cars, Edmonton.com. And uh, caught up with uh, Darnell Nurse to uh, just talk about, you know, the, the change in, in coffee. And it's not really systemic change. It's more of a an approach in how Paul Coffee has really worked on the positive side with his players. Systemically, it's, I don't know if it's got anything to do with that. Just more, you know, making, he, he, he wants us as D-men to make plays. Um, free, you know, free, frees us up as, as players just to kind of go out there and, you know, you can express yourself kind of through the game, right? And I think it's uh, it's been awesome. Obviously, the insight that he has into the game and some of the ways that he sees things offensively, um, as well as you know, just just uh, you know, defensively, get it, you know, being up and being aggressive and not being you know easy to play against. And you know, that's not so much in the physical aspect, but just taking away time and space. And it's been uh, it's, it's been great for us as a group. It's almost like he just. Some people have a way of how they word things. It just resonates better than other people. Doesn't mean the other guys were bad or not. But Paul Coffey is obviously one of the greatest defensemen the NHL's ever seen. And even though he doesn't have a ton of coaching experience, he knows the position quite well. So is it? Has he just simplified things maybe for you in a, in a very easy way in how he presents it to you? Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's nothing too complex. I mean, we've been very fortunate here as D-men to have some great coaches. Um, you know, Mance, uh, Jans, uh, Jimmy Johnson early on. Um, you know, we've had uh, uh, Jimmy play Ferry. We've had some some great coaches here and that have helped us all over our games in different ways. But, uh, yeah, Coffin just come in with a, an approach of, you know, I, I find that a lot of times you get to pro and in, in, in junior, it's, you know, not so much taking away from your game, but trying to simplify and then, um, you know, do the, do the easy things most of the time, you know, and then and for Coffin, it's more so, you know, we have the ability as a group to, to make plays and to have that confidence to do that. And I think that's kind of what's you see it, you know, through through other groups. Desi's cool. You're making, you know, unbelievable plays on a nightly basis. So uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch. The entire group seems like they've all talked about how he's really emphasized make plays, right? And then don't take a risky play, right? Like if it's a 50-50, just, you know, maybe play on the safe side, which I know that sounds very simple, but obviously it is, and you guys have the skill to do it. But are you surprised at how quickly it's resonated positively amongst the entire decor? Yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've taken the approach, at least, uh, pretty uh, quickly and, and implemented it. And I think that's yeah, it come, comes with being a professional hockey player. I mean, you're at this level because you're able to, you know, to, to take in information and go out on the ice and do it. So, um, you know, it's it's been it's been nice to see us with with the change of you know growth. It's, it's not so much, um, you know, every every coach really wants you to make plays. It's it's the emphasis of it, right? It's coming in every day and, and seeing examples of what you can 
can do better, seeing examples of um, the plays that you can make and, and should have the confidence to make. And I think that's kind of just been the, the difference between uh, you, know, you know our group and kind of how we've, we've kind of gelled and we've taken taken ownership of it too. I think that's you know when, whenever there's a, a big change in the season, I think everyone you know looks internally of what they could have done better and you take ownership of uh, some of the things that didn't go well so far this year. Um, and we're also taking ownership of uh, you know the, the emphasis when it comes to being better on the back end. Is there anything specific for you that he's shown you in video repeatedly that just reminds you, like, obviously you're a good player. You're, you know, top, I think, six and five-on-five goals the last six years amongst defensemen, top ten in points. You've done a lot of things well, but has there been one or two things that he showed you that make you just remember, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good? Yeah, just, you know, use my feet, jump in plays. Um, you know, when it's coming up, uh, it's coming up the offside on the other side to be available as, as an option, and if things break down, the, the best part about it is I'm in a, a good gapped up position so that's you know it's um, you know I think that's probably been the, the biggest emphasis I mean um, just to, to, to use the legs as one of my, my best assets and you know that's going to get me into games and once I'm in the game just you know just play and, and, and feel and you know use my instincts which uh, I think has been uh, my big, pretty good uh, strength here over the last little bit of hockey. And lastly you don't get five day break in the middle of the season very often outside of the All-Star break. Is this a good thing for your team when it's rolling, or would you rather be playing right now? I mean, I'd rather play every day. I Me mean, personally, I'd just go back to back 82 days in a row. I, I love uh, I love just playing, but uh, with that said, I think as uh, we all get older and, and pros and, and you use the five days to uh, your advantage, you, you can really um, refresh, and I think for our group it's we're going to use that as an asset here because we have some, some huge hockey coming up the rest of this month. Darnell Nurse, of course, uh, really enjoyed uh, the defensemen have uh, have really enjoyed the message from new uh, assistant coach Paul Coffey and how he uh, deals with them. Not really systemic; it's just more about communication. and And really, he's he's been a big proponent of just building up their confidence, which is obviously uh, very important. Something I, I think our next guest would uh, would probably agree with. As uh, we go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. And uh, stop in right now at uh, at McDee's because uh, you can uh, spend $25 on McDonald's gift card to get a uh, free Big Mac and more right now only at McDonald's. The uh, head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, one of the most consistent teams in the NHL since he took over, Rod Brindamore joins us. Rod, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm excellent. And you know what, Rod? You uh, players rave about uh, you know playing for you. you. You're you're highly energetic. You know, you're a positive guy. And positivity. It's funny. Some people view positivity as somehow some weakness. Everybody thinks, oh, you got to be negative. And you know, it doesn't mean that you don't challenge your players. But where, where did you learn that communication skills on on how to be a coach who's going to be respected by his players, but wants to maybe more build them up than necessarily say what they're doing wrong? Uh, well, it's a good question. I don't know. It depends on the day, right? Like you, you come after a loss. I don't know if all the players would agree with you on that one, but, <laughs> um, I think just in general, just try to be yourself, right? I mean, that's what I've done from day one and coming in. Just, just don't try to be something else. Don't, you know, you, you've been around the game a long time and been through a lot of ups and downs with other coaches. You learn from them, but at the end of the day, just, you know, you see it tell it how it is and keep it real and that's just kind of how we try to operate 
Well, you've had a lot of success doing it, Rod. Uh, there's no question about that. Obviously, I know uh, until you guys win a Stanley Cup, you won't view it as the ultimate success for sure. But, you know, they're building consistency. And you as a player, you played for a long time. You're on a lot of good teams. And, you know, some years it's bad luck. Some years, you know, it's a hot goalie on the other team. Some years you hit the goalpost in the game seven and all of a sudden you lose a game. Um, how do you continually get your team to be so consistent? Because a lot of coaches or teams struggle with maintaining that culture year after year. How have you been able yeah. to do it? Well, it, it's, it's trick. I mean, it's tricky <laughs> for sure. I mean, especially when you don't get results, maybe when you are doing it the way the coach is telling you, like you said, we're, we are a pretty consistent group. We real good, honest players. And I think that that's the key is your leadership group. You know, they have to buy into what the coach is saying or it's really hard um, to have any consistency. So I think for the most part, you know, like you said, over the years we've been fairly consistent and it's because of the, the top guys that we have, the, the leadership group, you know, it starts with Jordan Stahl. He's the ultimate human being. And, um, you know, when you have guys like that kind of preaching your message, it, 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 it makes it a lot easier. Rod Brindamore joins us. Rod, uh, you know, this year – Injuries obviously have blood caught to Freddie Anderson, a very scary situation for him. Uh, Anti Ranta, like your your overall team say percentage is well below what the standards are for the Carolina Hurricanes. What's uh, is it a collective thing? What's gone wrong when you look at the amount of goals against you've given up as a group, and maybe not even the number, just compared to the shots, or is it because your team just doesn't give up a lot of shots that it's the say percentage is maybe going to be misleading? Uh, probably a little bit of everything. I, I do think you know. Listen. The, the save percentage is a, is a indicator uh, on on some things for sure. It's gotten a couple coaches fired already, right? I mean, if it's too low, I mean, you're not going to win games. So, um, but but I do think our goalies, you know, you can't put it all on them. Um, we just haven't scored at the right times and given up some weird goals here and there. Like you said, it's not like we're giving up 40 shots a night. That's not that hasn't really happened. Actually, I think it's the opposite. But we're you know when we do give up one, it's a great day. It's been in the back of our net, so we need to. You know, make sure we limit those as best we can, and then you know, I think uh, we get a little more consistency in the net. I think we'll we'll be okay. Are you a believer that adversity at certain because you're still winning, like you guys are in second place? So despite all of that, it, it hasn't cost you in the standings yet. To, but there, it's been maybe more adversity than your teams face in the regular season lately. Could this be a yeah. good thing? Well, I, I mean, that's the way you spin it. Right? <laughs> uh, that's for sure. I mean, especially when in you know, the majority of the games, I felt like we that we've lost, we, we probably should have won just based on, you know, depending on how you look at games, chances for, chances against, whatever. Um, you know, if you're in the in the good column on those sides, and over time you should should be okay. So, uh, and we've done that for the most part. So there's there's a lot of good that's going on. I do think we can be as a group a little more consistent in certain areas. Like I said, it's not just goaltending. I think um, you know special teams in at, at times has been up and down, and it's been either really good or maybe not so good. So just be a little more consistent. What we talked about at the top of the show here uh, with with all our game, and we'll be in good shape. Rod, having, uh, you know, being the head coach for this is now year number six for you. Um, you know, you, you played the NHL a long time. And I think, you know, the Flyers and the Hurricanes, obviously, you had long stints there with the team. How do you ensure as a coach you keep your message fresh to players? Yeah. Well, that's a, the great question. Um, and I always wrestle with that every year. You know, I used to think every year you come in, you got to change the message. But then the more I got into it, it was actually the opposite. You know, it's being consistent with what you do 
Um, you know, you know that if you believe it, number one, you got to believe in what you're throwing out there. Otherwise, that's going to be a hard sell. But if, if you really believe that there's a way to do things, and um, then then I think the message can actually stay really consistent. And that's actually the key is not wavering. And so, um, you know, you make adjustments and you change things here and there, but the overall message of how you want to do things should should be the same. How would you, if if somebody was coming in to to meet Rod Brindamore for the first time, how would you describe your coaching philosophy and what you deem important? Mm, I, I don't think I'm any different. I mean, everyone. The easy part is, is to say the right things. I mean, there's a million books on how to do things, and everyone has a the you know very very good thing. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, if, if you can come in and just, I mean, I ask guys to work and do your job and do it to the best of your abilities and it, it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but at least there's a lot of honor in that and you can walk out with your head held high you know so that's just kind of how we approach things and um i find that's the easiest way to do it rod brinamore joins us head coach of the carolina hurricanes of course uh, they take on the edmonton orders tomorrow night and rod uh, you guys have had a lot of success um more than most teams when it comes to Connor mcdavid and the edmonton orders um any reason why, like you're, you got really good defense, Jacob Slavin, maybe yeah. maybe the best defensive defenseman in the NHL. Um, what is it about your team that's allowed you to have success against the Orders? Do you feel? Uh, I couldn't tell you other than what you just said. <laughs> you know, we, we we have a good group, and um, we have you know talented defensemen, especially those those you know guys you mentioned, and they're generally out there against those guys as much as possible. So you know that might have something to do with it. Um, so I, 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 there's really no secret there. You got the two best players in the world. They're hard to contain, and uh, we've got some pretty good ones on the back end. And that's that's probably about it. When you coach Rod, and you know, obviously you're focused so much on your team. When you bring in new guys, like like a Brent Burns, for instance, when you brought him in, what maybe impressed you about him that you didn't know while coaching against him? Yeah, it's a good question. Like you don't know these guys. Um, and I, I don't know. I guess really with Brent Burns, is I didn't realize what, how dedicated he was to his craft, you know, because you just don't know. You're not around it every day. And then when you when you get to see it and live it and watch it, then you see, wow, this guy, there's a reason that he's, I don't know, 39 now. And, you know, it looks like he can play for another whatever, however long he wants. And it's because of how he takes care of himself and the professionalism that he, you know, brings every day. So, that's that's something I had no idea about. Rod, the, the game itself now, like when you look when you played, and even when you started coaching five, six years ago, I think there's more offense in the game now than ever. There's much more of an emphasis on making plays. Is it easier to coach that way? Because every player wants to make plays. And so to get guys to kind of buy in, obviously you have to play smart, but is it is it sometimes easier rather than just demanding great tight checking defense, great tight checking defense? Um. Well, it's hard. There's a there's a catch in that, right? Like, there's definitely. I don't think you have to really coach the offense as much okay. anymore because of your point. Like, it's, they get the puck, they know what to do with it. They know, you know, more than most coaches on how to score and blah blah blah. It's it's away from the puck, right? That's the stuff you have to coach, I think, and just you know making sure that when you don't have it, you know, you're in the best places to get it back and. Um, so I think that's where you spend the majority of your time. Do you do you still miss playing Rod, or are you past that part? 
No, I don't miss it. I, I mean, it was, it was great. I didn't miss having to, you know, get ready to play every night with the, the physical part of it and just mental mental part of it too. Like it was just, it was draining. And, um, you know, coaching is, is mental for sure. You got to get up for the games, but you don't have that physical part that you have to worry about. So, um, and you do miss it. The hours are longer, um, <laughs> as a coach, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, uh, everything moves on. Right. So, that's that's life, and I'm, I'm enjoying what I do. So when you, and it's interesting because a lot of coaches admit that for sure. When you're a player, you show up and you got a few hours of practice, and then away you can go. Obviously, you'd work on some things here or there. But as a coach, Rod, and you were an assistant coach for a long time, you put in your time. You wanted to really learn your craft. Uh, you've been an assistant coach technically longer than a head coach in the league. But how have you evolved and grown as a coach? Well, I hope I have. I mean, some people say I don't like change, and you know, <laughs> that's, but I, I feel like. Uh, you know, you're learning all the time, right? Whether it be watching other teams, whether it be, you know, listening to, you can listen to a podcast and someone talking and pick up things. So you're, you're always that way for me. I'm always, you know, how do I in, in, incorporate something that I've heard? Or, um, so you're always trying to get better. And I think if you have that mindset that you, you know, you're not satisfied with where you're at, then you got a chance to grow and, you know, chance to get better. So I, I guess just my outlook on it would be, the answer to that question but uh it's definitely an ongoing process well rod thanks so much for your time continued success best of luck tomorrow night okay yeah appreciate it take care guys you betcha that is uh rod brindamore head coach of the carolina hurricanes and you know what uh it's interesting we i've talked to lots of guys i ran into jordan martinuke this summer in a golf tournament and just you know talking about rod brindamore and he's just like man like he's in the gym still with guys and it's just like, like, and, and he isn't in there to, to try to be a friend or anything. That That's just what he likes to do. And as a player, you're just like, man, our coach and Rod is what now? I don't even know how old he is. 50, 54. I have to look it up. What is he? 54, 53, something like that. Um, for him to still be in there because he loves it. And he's always been, you know, they call him Rod the Bod for a reason. But he just said how, you know, all of a sudden guys are like, God, like, you you have maybe a, a different level of respect, not more respect, because just because a coach doesn't work out doesn't mean he isn't a good hockey coach. But it was interesting listening to him kind of talk about the nuances of Brendan Moore as a coach and just how he is. He can be demanding, but he's he's so direct to players, and he does it in a way that there's so much intensity and passion in how he delivers it. He says, at least from Martinuk's experience, he's just like, man, like how do you not want to play for the guy? Like he just he's intense all the time. But not like, how do I say it? Not like over the top intense where it can become a little annoying. At least that's, uh, that's the impression I've had from players. Like intense guy, obviously they care, but not, uh, not somebody that, uh, goes across the line by any stretch. So we'll, uh, see. He'd, uh, you know, Jacob Slavin, if Slavin played in, in other markets, I think there'd be a lot more, Articles written about how good he is defensively. Like it's hard to be that good. His gap. Like how often do you ever see Jacob Slavin really ever get beat? Not very often. And it's hard. And I think it's harder now because the players are even more skilled. Like the game's quicker. You you can be a really good demon. All of a sudden, one or two inch, one little misstep, and boom. There's so much speed in the game, some guy's blown by you. It doesn't always have to be McDavid. 
right? Like, I think sometimes, you know, when McDavid undresses guys, I'm almost more impressed because you know the players are like, oh, my God, it's McDavid. Like, I got to be ready because any time he could blow by me. Right? The fact that he still does, it's pretty amazing. But there's so many other guys around the league. There's lots of third and fourth line guys that are ridiculously fast. Right? You go to the NHL's website, you can see the speed that some of these players have. Right? They're flying. So it, uh, the fact that Slavin is one of those guys who, uh, who never really, you know, gets exposed is impressive. So. That was Around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. We've got a lot of texts to get to, 833-401-1440 in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Hey, guys, if Knobloch losing the first or second round of the playoffs or doesn't make it, is he here next year from Dex? Um, yes, I would I would be rather surprised. Well, first of all, because I, I'll be stunned. if the, Now, to me, the only way the orders don't get back and make the playoffs is if they have a real string of injuries. And if that happens, I think uh, your CEO is going to understand that it's not on the coach. Uh, number two, they're not going to, like, why would you change the coach again? What's, what's that going to prove? I don't think, uh, that's, that's it at all. So, hey guys, uh, it seems here in Edmonton, you have to continually gain success in order to keep your job. Woody was doing that, but after a short slide, they pulled the carpet out from under his feet. What would stop us from doing it again? Dex. Um, well, timing, everything's different. For just because something happened once, one time doesn't guarantee it'll happen again. Uh, also the, uh, the gentleman who's making the majority of the decisions now, right? Like, or as part of the decision wasn't there when Woodcroft was hired and whether people want to admit it or not, that plays a factor. It wasn't a Jeff Jackson hire, right? This is a Jeff Jackson hire. And I think they look at that. It's going to be something that they're not, to me, it would just be another cop out to go to the players. And I can tell you right now, talking to a lot of the players, you know, many of them got upset when they heard people suggesting, oh, you know, Woodcroft and Manson lost the room. They didn't lose the room. Were they potentially out of ideas on how to fix it? Maybe. That's something you'd have to ask them. Right? Maybe a few years down the road, because it's probably still pretty raw right now. The other thing was that the group of players had lost their confidence. There's many of them have talked about that openly. And confidence is a Powerful beast, good or bad. If you don't have it, God, it sucks. And when you got lots of it, woo, things are pretty good. They're real good. So, but I don't, uh, I don't think there's any chance you're, uh, um, you're going to see that at all. So, also, uh, if you missed it, Gregor, the uh, salary cap is going to go up to at least eighty-seven. How does that benefit the orders? Well, it benefits them like every other team, right? You're, you're going to gain at minimum, by the sounds of it, four point two million in cap space. Now, 3.2 of that could already be uh, taken up in bonuses from Brown. So the bigger the increase the cap hit is next year does benefit the orders because that percentage of bonus overages for Brown will at least be lower than the overall cap. Right now, keep in mind the 87.7 is kind of the low end. There's a chance it could be more depending on how things go. And, And a lot of that will depend on which some teams who... Make the playoffs. It's just a fact. If you got a few, like if you, if Toronto went three rounds deep, there's just more money gained because of it. Right now, I know people don't want to hear that, but it's no different than if, if Edmonton goes deep because you got McDavid and you got Dry Settle. Them going deep will generate more funds than Arizona or St. Louis. Just use them as examples. Not a knock on them. It's just it's the reality of. Of the money. And Edmonton wouldn't make as much as Toronto. 
right? So, so that does play a factor in it. And that's why they wait till the season's over to declare what the cap is. And they have projections, but the 87.7 is, is not the max. It might end up being the minimum. It might end up going even more. So it benefits the order simply because they will have, uh, you know, there's more, there's more cap space. And now it's still, trust me, it's still a disadvantage having bonus overages. Let's make that abundantly clear. Right. It's a, that was the major risk of signing Connor Brown. And obviously the longer he goes struggling out of the gate, it looks worse. But again, I look at Connor Brown and they're going to, if, if right now they're not missing his offense, right? Like they're scoring lots of goals lately here. Uh, when he does get producing, it would, it would definitely be welcome. He can't wait much longer. Let's be honest. However, I think Brown was signed for they feel to be an impact player later in the year and in the playoffs. And if he is, at least then you can be like, I don't love it, but I'm okay with it. Right now, if they lose out in the first round, then trust me, it ain't going to be good. So there is, uh, um, there's definitely some pressure on, well, the pressure's there in management regardless. But, you know, and I don't think Connor Brown's really worrying about his bonus overages. Like, some players might not even know that's a factor in the salary cap, to be honest, because it's not something that they should worry about. Why would they? But I can tell you Brown wants to score. And the longer it goes, the harder it's going to be. Because your confidence wanes. I've seen it for every player. It happens. 241, when we come back, we'll update you on the month of giving. We had a good first uh, 40 minutes. We'll update you on that and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 2.45, welcome back. Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube. Thanks, as always, for uh, tuning in. Uh, we got a lot of texts. Uh, hey, Gregor, uh, what do you make of the uh, Philip Broberg trade request? Well, I'm not surprised by it. Doug, uh, you know, he's a young player who uh, hasn't got to play a lot. Combination of you know, ice time, you know, where the orders are at, where you, you know, for, for many years, if you were a young player with any sort of talent, you, you kind of got gifted minutes because they didn't have enough quality players to make you earn your minutes. Now you have to earn your minutes. And I don't think Broberg has played poorly per se. However. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ever since they acquired Ecom, there just really hasn't been much room for him. Right? Like, where are you going to play him? You're not going to play him ahead of Brett Kulak. You're not playing him ahead of Nurse. You're not playing him ahead of Ekholm. Then you got to play him as offside. But he's not as effective on the penalty kill as Vincent DeHarnay is. He's also a lefty, not a righty. And I know he's used to it. But And, and the other thing for Broberg to me, and, I, and I've said this lots, and talking to some other scouts, and when they watch him, the one element of his game that they would like to see him improve, which is very easy. It's The good news is this is something that's very achievable, getting stronger. You can do it. It takes work. But it, it's not like a talent thing. Right now, he's. I'm not. We're not asking him to enter bodybuilding contests. Just get stronger, and we've seen tons of players do it over time. So that's still an element of his game that I think would help him overall. Will he? Like, I don't expect the orders. I'll say this because we got a lot of people. You know, with trade requests, some people say, "Hey, trade Bober, Brober for Spencer Martin." I'm like, what? Why the hell would you trade Philip Broberg for a 28-year-old backup goalie with 48 NHL games experience? Why? Especially once um, there, there are other goalie, uh, the Russian whose name escapes me right, uh, what is it, Terzov, Turanov, whatever his name is, my apologies. Once he, I'll have to look it up, but once he comes back, well, then they're going to have three goalies again. Now, are they going to carry three goalies? Or are they going to do to Spencer Martin what Vancouver did? Put him on waivers. And then a team claims him. So then the Edmonton owners, if you're really high in Spencer Martin, you just claim him. Right? Uh, Tarasov, that's who it is. So I, I don't, I'm not trading Philip Broberg for a 28 year old goalie with 48 games experience. Like, no chance. That's, that's not even, if the orders are, and I'm not even, would they trade him for a defenseman? Like, I guess you could trade him for another young defenseman in an organization who hasn't got his feet wet. Okay. But then he's going to come here and he's probably not going to play. Right? Like it's, it's a hard trade. So they can give Broberg and his agents the opportunity to talk. And then sometimes you realize, well, guess what? You know what? Maybe there's not a lot of, like, the, there's lots of teams that would take Philip Broberg for nothing. They're like, oh, we'll offer you a mid-round pick. Well, the orders aren't doing that, right? So for a trade that would make sense for Edmonton, are teams willing to do that? Maybe. But you are likely trading for a question mark someone in return. Like, I don't know how good Broberg will be. I think he's an NHL player. That's, that's my assessment. I think he can play in the NHL. Now, how effective can he be? I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him. If he gets stronger, I think his odds of being effective increase significantly. I don't believe he's going to be a big high offensive point producing defender, which is fine. His skating ability is very intriguing to me. I think he moved the puck well enough. I think he's smart enough. So there's like there's lots of things about Broberg that still make me think, hey, he could be a decent player. And there's nothing like if he's a number like what if he morphed into being Brett Kulak? You'd be pretty happy with that. Right? You'd be pretty now. The question is, you know, Edmonton's in a in a state where they need to win. So 
they don't really have the time to kind of give him opportunities to to kind of find his game. Like, look at Brett Kulak. What did Brett Kulak play? Hundred some games in, in Calgary's organization, right? Then then went to Montreal and got an opportunity and hasn't really looked back. Right? But he was up and down for what, three, four years, maybe more, uh, with the Flames? Definitely, um, definitely at least four, right? So I uh I'm hesitant to just give away on to give give up on Philip Broberg. Right? It's I'm also not naive enough to think that he's got massive trade value, so that's what makes it difficult. I know a lot of people are text, hey, hey, look what uh, Ken Holland did when he got Costin. Maybe he can do the same thing. Yeah, well, I, I guess a little bit different, right? Because, you know, Broberg at this point has way more NHL experience. And I, I think is... Uh, is more of a highly regarded defenseman at this stage. So you, you would want to get more than, than Costin in return. But I see your point. Like, you know, could Edmonton win the trade? Like that was, they won it pretty glowingly for one year. I don't think there's any much debate about that, right? They, they won that trade. And even though they weren't able to keep Costin for a year, it worked out quite well. Right. Sam Arukov never now, and he signed in another organization, um, I think he's in Pittsburgh now, Philly, one of the two in Pennsylvania. I think it's Pitt, but cons, you can double check that. So, um, you know, I think Broberg has a better pedigree. And I think there's there's more upside to him than there was for Sam Rukov. Good question, though, on, you know, would a forward, I, I think Edmonton right now, if I look, if ever if everybody's healthy, Looking on what's a realistic trade return, a forward might make more stance than getting another, you know, a seventh defenseman. Now you're just moving out a seventh defenseman on your team for another seventh defenseman. Right? Unless Broberg becomes part of a bigger deal. Now that you might be on to something. Right? What about Fogel and Broberg for Jenner? Oof. Oh, dude, I would uh if that trade was remotely possible, I think the orders would already do it. Right, like I'm a huge I think Boone Jenner's a hell of a player. And you know, just character guy, solid player. You, you know like you know what you can get from him. Um in play left wing, in play center. What's his cap hits um a little bit higher than Fogel, about a about a mil more than Fogel. So if you throw in Broberg, the cap hits basically the same. Like Broberg's what, nine twenty or no, he's eight sixty, whatever. So it's a little bit more, but not not anything crazy. But he has um, he has two years left. Fogel's a UFA, so I don't think that trade's happening. Um, I could be wrong. Like maybe Columbus is suddenly just gonna I don't know. Like they just signed line named Goudreau and all, you know all these other guys. I, I can't see them moving Boone Jenner. But again, maybe I'm wrong. Right? Um, I know a lot of you and hey, wisely you people are asking about Wedgwood. And I remember remember when I said hey, there's a goalie in free agency that you look at a few years ago it was Wedgwood's guy would have went after. I thought it'd been a great signing. Not saying he's a starter, but he's a really good backup. But Dallas isn't trading Wedgwood. The, the, that Broberg and a pick doesn't help them at all. They get rid of a backup goalie. They don't have a backup goalie for a young defenseman. They don't really need. Like I don't think Philip Broberg plays in the top six in Dallas. So I don't. Uh, I don't see uh, a fit there uh, at all. So, um, and, and I hate to say it, folks, but any trade suggestion that involves Jack Campbell. 
is going to have to involve a heck of a lot more going out for Edmonton. Okay. Jack Campbell is owed like $17 million in actual money. Never mind a $5 million cap hit for three years after this year. There is a, I, I don't see a way for a Jack Campbell trade during this season. I, I don't see how Edmonton's going to do it because I believe it would cost so many other assets to give it up, give him up, that then you wouldn't be able to fill all the other holes you were hoping you could use those assets being first round, first overall, first round picks for. So I don't, um, I do not see it at all. So. Two fifty five sports fourteen forty. When we come back, oh, a hey, month of giving. Forgot to update it on that. Uh, we are now up to uh, twenty four hundred from uh, Dale on the Astoria lighting package. This is an unbelievable package. I'm sure you've seen it probably in your neighborhood. People have it on their house. It's, it's like the new age light system. It's unreal. Now this is for up to two hundred and fifty feet on the front facing of your house. So you have a two story house, no problem. Okay, easy. Any bungalow, unless you got a mansion, trust me, your front face ain't uh, covered on it. I've tweeted out a picture of what it looks like. You can check it out. Uh, Connor has one up on our uh, Facebook page as well to see it. And uh, this is year-round permanent LED lighting. They come, they install it all, all installations included, everything. Right, they even get a breaker for you. Trust me, it's not it's not a big deal. It's LED lighting. They don't use a lot. Um, there's limitless patterns. If you if you're a diehard order fan, you want to have blue and orange, you can have that. Uh, any other team you cheer for, your kids just have a favorite color and it's their birthday and they want green lights. Well, you can have green lights. They even have the true warm white pattern. They're cloud enabled, controlled from anywhere on your Apple or Android device. The uh, the gemstone uh, lighting, courtesy of Astoria. So uh, right now, uh, Dale has it at a steal at twenty four. 2500 actually. Oh, all right. We've got uh, Cam who came in. Oh, there you go. So Cam's in now at 2500 Nice. All right. We'll keep it rolling. It's a good first hour. Really good first hour. You can text in your bid, 833-401-1440, or you can call the same number. Let's get to uh, the con man. Sports 1440 update presented by BIE Engineering. Specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com.